Okay, so this process has been my creation because I was desperate. But this process is only for people who are desperate to quit smoking, that nothing has worked, and that they are aware that they have a lot of emotion and trauma that they want to numb. This is not for somebody who, who likes to smoke with their friend, has a social activity. There's not enough motivation. It's for somebody who really, really, really wants to quit. And this process will lead them to release that when they understand it. The other thing is there's some preparation to do to get there. There's some cleaning of uh, the clothes, the car, mm -hmm. trans which I'm going to cover. Mm -hmm. um, and also um, there's an awareness that's going to prevail here that it's not for somebody who's in denial of all the trauma they have. They have to be aware that they have trauma that they are numbing with food, sex, or cigarettes. Today we are addressing the cigarettes. And so they're going to experience the release, the relief. And I'm going to explain the whole process. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Celebrate Your Trauma. I'm so happy to have Vivian Oberhand here with me today, and she is going to be sharing a transformative exercise for how to quit smoking. Now, Vivian, I'm going to let you talk in just one second, but you also said that this experience can be used to get rid of anything you're craving. Is that correct? After you experience that process, you be, you, we will lead you to other examples, yes. So um, people who have addictions to food or alcohol, sex, things like that as well? You that require more more deep work, okay, but so it's, it could lift some of the burden of those. We can uh, anesthetize the root cause with this process, but I will give a different, it's in the same spirit, but a little bit deeper. Okay, great. So um, tell me a little bit about your history of smoking. I mean, you're French and you've shared you used to smoke because everybody smoked in France. My whole family, my whole sibling older than me, everybody smoked. My father, my, si my brothers, my sister, my mother. So growing up in that environment, not to mention the Parisian uh, you culture, could, yeah. a culture was cigarette city, the whole city was a smoking. So you could not, you were, you were completely conditioned to that behavior. How old were you? Were you do you think? When 17. You 17. Okay. 17. And, there, at and that I time, was, I was asked by my brother because he needed company, you know, Mm -hmm. toxicity needs company mm -hmm. <laughs> ask me to smoke come on don't be bashful you can do it I'm giving you permission mm -hmm. and I, I couldn't believe how hard it is in my throat the mm -hmm. first smoke mm -hmm. and because I was conditioned to be accepted I wanted to be part of the gang part of the tribe I, I denied that feeling mm -hmm. and the then of course it becomes an addiction immediately of course, yeah. of course of course of course so this process has been uh, will work only for people who are aware that they have emotion, that they don't know what to do with it, and they're numbing it with a cigarette. It's, it's, it's for those people. Those people who are interested to keep smoking with a friend as an entertainment, the company uh, come along with the cigarette, what's the big deal? I heard it all. Okay, so let me just stop and, and um, clarify that. So there has to be a certain amount of an awareness that you are masking your feelings with the cigarette, not just that you are physically addicted. Is that correct? Because I could see somebody being like, well, I just, I like to smoke. It tastes good. It feels good. I want to do it. But if they are not aware that correct. they're masking it with correct. the act correct. of smoking, it, correct. this particular w uh, will not work. 
Correct, correct. Okay, so you have three kinds of smoker. You have the habitual smoker, you have the, the emotional smoker, you have the social smoker. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about the, the, the smoker who is aware. So the emotional smoker. The emotional smoker. Okay, go ahead. And that was me. And um, I remember I was brand new married and my husband asked me uh, on the first date <laughs> to, what's my intention with smoking? And I say, I've been struggling with this. I'm committed to smoke, to quit, but I don't know how yet, but I'm committed. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Cancer Society to take a class and they suggest me to, for the craving, to take gum, cel- celery, basically to, to distract myself. Okay. The part of me said, that doesn't resonate with me. Because it was such a force inside of me of pain, emotional pain, that was so loud. And no celery stick, no candy or gum would, was going to numb that craving. Okay, so um, if you don't mind me asking, and feel free to say no, what what emotions were you masking that you were aware of at the time? Like, what was your pain that you were masking with smoking? It's a very good question for our listener. Heaviness, anxiety, fragility. I was fragile emotionally. Um, You know, trauma can do a lot of damage. And we spend our time when we are young to override it. And I was in that phase of my life. And I knew I wanted to have a child, so there was no way I was not going to perpetuate smoking. But, but I didn't know how to go about it. So you had the awareness yes. of your addiction and that you were masking. Yes. And then I guess the next step would ha- be having the commitment to quit. The, the, the Cancer Society class I took, which was offering me to the distraction, the, the distraction. I realized this is denial. It's more denial. Mm. I cannot do keep going with the denial. I've been denying all my life. And that's when the, the light bulb came to me. Okay. I was very grateful, and I'm going to share that with you. So I decided, when that light bulb came, I said, wait a minute, I'm smoking to numb that pain. Because when I have anxiety, the cigarette, I was thinking about cigarette all day long. From the moment I get up, I had to go outside of the house to smoke. It's not a way of life. And I was, I was like a dog on a leash, addicted to that moment because I needed that cigarette to numb my pain. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even describe my pain. It was so deep. And you've also talked about how um, that, that, these, that quiets, quiets the voice. Is that true too? Like having the cigarette would, would quiet those anxious voices? Yes, yes. Yeah, numb them. They numb them. Mm-hmm. The, the nicotine would numb them. The drug would numb it. So the gift I got was from that distraction world. And I was not going to do this because that voice in me wanted to be heard. First, I realized, first step, I was numbing. Second question to myself, what am I numbing? I don't know. So I'm here outside sitting in the chair on the patio holding the cigarette. And I'm taking a piece of paper because I am curious, what am I numbing? So as I'm taking a puff of the cigarette, I'm writing what I'm feeling on that moment of the puff. I'm feeling confused, I'm feeling worried, I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling doubt, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. And uh, suddenly, I'm not even touching the cigarette that is held by my hand. And I'm writing, I'm feeling worried, I'm feeling scared, I'm confused. I I don't know how to handle all of this. I don't know how to be a new brand new wife. Whatever I was going through. The cigarette, I only touched two puffs. And I was starting to feel, wow, the energy, instead of being directed 
the, 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 the anxiety, instead of being directed toward a cigarette to numb that emotion, was thrown on that piece of paper. And I felt a sense of like, ah, something is really powerful happening here. There's a shift, a transition of my pain, from, instead of a cigarette, to the paper. Let me ask you, had you used um, journaling or writing at, as, that time? at that time as a, as a tool? For the cigarette? No, just in general. Had you, um, because I do that a lot when I'm going to want to release something, I'll just write it, write it, write it without even thinking. Um, but had you used that as a tool prior to this it time? It doesn't go together because the cigarette was my tool at that time. Okay, so you hadn't really been a journaler uh, uh, correct. or diary keeper. Correct. The cigarette, that's all I had. And food. So those were my two go-to. Cooking and f- eating. So the journaling is a very good example but in that precise moment of the cigarette, the cigarette had a purpose to numb something I was feeling right there. Since nobody has really an awareness, I just polarize on what I was feeling the moment I want that cigarette in my mouth. And I start to write it down. I felt a sense of peace because a layer was lifted. It's like an onion, a layer. Mm-hmm. And back to the food. <laughs> so then I realized, oh my God, oh my God, this is something powerful. I started to put note paper and pencil everywhere. The moment I want to take the cigarette where I was, boom, I get that paper available and pencil, and I start to write. I was discovering the cigarette. I only had one, one thing. I was just killing it on the ashtray. And I saw all the things that was coming out from my writing on that spot that was supposed to be numb by the cigarette. Mm-hmm. So I did this for a week. I was hardly smoking half of the packet. And I decided, oh my God, there's hope for me here. This is healthy. This is, this is a feeling, I'm feeling alive again. I'm feeling some layers have been uplifted out of my chest. So I decided to give myself another week of this process. At the second week, I say, I think I'm ready. So I, dis- I say to my husband, I think I'm, I'm selecting a quick day. So what I did before the quick day, quit day, I cleaned everything in the house. I sent my clothes to the cleaners if they smell the cigarette. I made an appointment with the cleaning teeth, the dentist, because the gum were filled with nicotine. I also changed the location to distract my subconscious mind of where I used to smoke in the patio. I removed those chairs. Because it was familiar. I want to remove the familiarity. The patterns. The patterns. Mm-hmm. I cleaned my car. I detailed my car. I cleaned, I cleaned like you have no idea. Are, were there people that you used to smoke with that you had to make changes to? Like, because um, I know, for example, like people. I'll I, I cover that. Okay. I couldn't even go close to them okay. when I was done. I was so disgusted. Mm-hmm. That's how strong it was. So the, the quitting day, I said to my husband, I need your support. You are unconditional support without judgment. And he said, of course, that's the kind of caliber he is. So the quit day arrived. I got everything ready, food, drink, juice, whatever, vitamin, whatever, you know, supplement. To make sure, I, 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 I don't know what was it going to be like. And hear what happened. The first couple hours of the morning, like 10, 11, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. Around 1, 12, I start to want a cigarette. And I did this process. I held my tummy. I held my beingness, my body. I, held my, I put my hand on my chest. And as I'm feeling 
the withdraw, the wave of the withdraw, I spoke to my body and I said, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I love you. It's going to be okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. As I'm saying this, it's like a wave passing by. I experienced the first relief of the wave. The, the, the withdrawal was passed. I was I succeed the withdrawal by talking to my beingness. Let me ask you something. Do cravings for withdrawal, withdrawal crave, you know, cigarette cravings come and go like hunger? Because hunger, I know, that comes in waves. Is the same thing with cravings for cigarettes? I don't know because there's a strong drug in the cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So it affects, but the hunger is also a very strong condition. But in that situation, you felt that wave and then it just left. Just that was the first one, that one, one ish. Then we have the afternoon. I'm still dealing with the afternoon. I don't know how the day is going to go about. So I'm still not smoking. And I'm just breathing calmly, just experiencing the feeling of freedom I felt when I wrote that I was still fresh in my mind. Were you writing that day or no? No. You were just going cold? I was I was not writing because I I wanted to connect with that. I want to connect and experience the withdrawal. The physical. The, the withdrawal. The withdrawal. I was welcoming the withdrawal. I was ready for the withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So the withdrawal happened around 1.30, 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And again, I held my, my stomach, my inner beingness. And I held it and I say, I'm here for you. I was not going away from it. I didn't give distraction to my body. I didn't give candy or celery. I said, I'm here for you. I know it's hard. I love you. I'm here for you. The wave again came and was gone. That was the last time I had a withdrawal. You asked me a question a few moments ago about people smoking. I could not be close to them. I could not be close to them. I was done. I never desired any more cigarettes, numbing, and yet after that I had to deal with those emotions buried. So we, I got there later on, of course, but the cigarette was my mission. My husband was so proud, and he was, of course, wondering, is this going to last? Ba ba ba. I was so disgusted. I didn't need this tool, I didn't need this poison anymore. I was done. And for smokers, so, of course, I did the, the, the cleaning of my teeth, my, you know, all of that. And I didn't keep any cigarette because that, I was done. I didn't have any urge at all. Interesting. And, so, not, and then you developed an aversion to it? Oh, absolutely. I cannot wow. be cross more smoker. I, I, I can't. I can't. So if anybody listening who is ready to do this, listen to this process again. Get everything ready. Do not pay paper, you know. Don't keep any cigarettes uh, after the due date because you don't need them. You will be able to, as long as the most important is to not deny yourself the withdrawal. When the withdrawal is happening, don't say, oh, it's nothing. Yes, it is hard. It is something. A lifetime of smoking at that point is a big deal. So hold yourself and talk to yourself. I love you. I'm here. I'm not going to leave you alone. It's hard. You have been, you have been, you're so good. And the, and the, and the withdrawal is passing like a wave. It's done. What advice would you give to somebody that wants to quit, is aware they need to quit, but might not have the awareness to be able to say yet what they're numbing in their life? Like how can somebody reach it's excellent question. the emotion of what they're numbing? It's very simple, if I may say. As they are smoking, 
on that paper, what they are feeling in that moment, right at that, that moment, at that okay. puff, as they withdraw, as they put the cigarette in the mouth, what's the purpose? What is the pain right there that they want to numb, that they are feeling? Forget about numbing, feeling. I feel. I, I feel. feel. I, I feel. feel. Start with I feel. I feel scared. I feel nervous. I feel bored. I feel lonely. I feel, I feel, I feel. Come on. We feel things. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Put them in the paper. Okay. Have no expectation. Just put, start. And you're going to see the energy is moving from the cigarette hand to the idiomotor response. Because when you write, you're writing from your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. I love so that. It's an idiomotor response. Idiomotor? Idiomotor response. Oh, wonderful. So you're digging out the subconscious feeling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go through your consciousness. It goes through your subconscious mind. And I assume there has to be a, a great level of intention for this as well. I, absolutely. I was... I, I, that would be I number was, one, right? It's, it's, it's a must. If if you're a st- social smoker, forget about it. Okay. If you are into, uh, 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 because so you know, it just says I was determined. Mm-hmm. I was determined. Mm-hmm. I want a child. I want to be free from that addiction. I was like a leash, on, a, a dog on a leash with that mm-hmm. cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I tried so many things: the gum, the celery, the I took classes at the Cancer Society for quitting smoking, Not and it that. didn't resonate with me because. I could feel that pain. So as to answer your question again, so is this is for people who are, who are aware that they have stuff that they're numbing and they're using the cigarette. Let me ask you this. Um, in your role as a hypnotherapist, I'm sure you've helped many people quit smoking that way. What, can you want to talk about that a absolutely, little? Absolutely, absolutely. For somebody who might need more professional help. Absolutely, yes, yes. And I would determine what kind of a smoker and I would create a plan for them to... Uh, to having them feel the first day of the smoking, having experience in a trance state, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. having experienced the yuckiness that they felt, mm-hmm. and uh, to to not to come to a crossroad, mm-hmm. a crossing road in their life. Mm-hmm. Actually, this could be good for them, those who are listening. They can go on like that, keep smoking, smoking, what's going to happen? The, the breath is going to be really diminished, the health, they're going to feel not being able to, to walk a long time without having losing the breath, not to mention the lungs getting darkened, and darkened by the, the, the toxicity of the nicotine. Or they have another option. They can, I, w- I also would give them an uh, anchoring process for them every time they would see a color red on the road. That will remind them that they are non-smoker. Every time they see nail polish, every time they see uh, the color red, it's a reminder of the new anchoring of their non-smoker. And I would record them a tape to take it home, and I would give them an anchoring breathing moment in hypnosis for them to anchor it to non-smoker. That way when they have the, the, draw, the withdraw. So the other part of the road is that after today, they can be a new life. As a matter of fact, they're going to be breathing better and the cells are going to rejuvenate because the lung can breathe better and on and on and on. And in no time, this is a new pathway, a new life. But seeing a hypnotherapist like you did versus the... Um this one. The one you, ex- you just explained, I would assume that when you do it for yourself with that writing um, exercise, you're actually getting down deep and getting to the root of the pain where the hypnotherapist might get rid of smoking but doesn't get rid of that, get rid of that root cause. Is that correct? I would, before I did the hypnosis with anybody, I will interview them. I will know about the root cause of mm. the smoking. 
So then we'll address it. So you would you would have done that. In I would have addressed it. I would have addressed what kind of smoker they are and create a pathway, a hypnosis script for them, personally. Uh, handling this based on their trauma and then usually they would work with me after that to work on their emotions and lifting that and all of that um, but again very short after that I discovered that the cells are the key of cleaning trauma and that's when I came up with my my process the Oberhan method which is removing the trauma at the cellular level that's my life work mm-hmm. and I'm very honored to have done that for so many people Well, Vivian, thank you so much. I just know that um, this conversation is going to help so many people. I I really can't wait to hear from our listeners. So if you guys try this at home and if this is something that that you struggle with, um, I'd love to hear feedback. Join us on our next episode as Vivian shares a new message for our new listeners who've just joined the podcast. Additionally, she's going to give you an exercise on how to get rid of stress and anxiety in your life.